Hi, I'm Renee Evans, co-senior leader of Bethel Austin. Make sure that you like and subscribe to our weekly sermons so that you don't miss what is happening here at Bethel Austin. We pray that this message inspires and encourages you. And most of all, we pray that you would have an encounter with the living God today. Come on, yay Jesus. Come on, just give Jesus praise. Can you give him a hand? Thank you, Jesus. Hey, uh, <clears throat> if you got those pictures from Kids Church, you put that up on the screen. They mentioned Kids Church a second ago. God is moving next door powerfully already, first night. There's something special that's happening right now next door. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Listen, there, there is something special on that room. All through the construction uh, time, we would walk in there and just there is an abiding presence of God in that elementary room, in that space. But how many people know that God wants to do it here too? <laughs> and God is doing it here too. Listen, how many people don't want to be outdone by the kids? <laughs> Come on, thank you, Jesus. He loves the kids. You could take those down. Hey. Here we are. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Whew, worship was so good. And uh, it's just going to keep getting better. We're just getting started. Thank you, Father, for this house. Thank you for your presence, your goodness, your glory. Thank you, Father. Listen, so many people have given hours of effort into getting this place ready um, if I start naming names, <clears throat> it'll take forever, and I'll probably leave someone out. But our team has done an incredible job from administration to IT to sound and worship and everything, just hours, just getting this place ready. So we just give them a huge hand of thanksgiving, a huge hand of thanksgiving to our teams. <clears throat> Listen. So much has gone in the, into the design, to the the uh, the technical support, all that. But we got our we got our permit with all the delays, everything going on. We got our permit. Was it on Tuesday? We got it on Tuesday. And our sound, like this this sound system is incredible, but it usually takes weeks to get this sound system set up, and they've just been working around the clock so we could have church tonight. So again, we. Sound guys, worship guys, everyone else, we just thank you so much for what you're doing. Come on, thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> I want to talk tonight about building the house of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. How many people just want God to fill his house? Let's just, let's just take a moment just, and just invite God to come even more. In your, own, in your own words, in your own way, just invite God to come even more. Thank you, Jesus. It's not a library, just so you know in here. God, God, Jesus isn't a librarian. You can let him know out loud that you love him and that you want him to come. <clears throat> yep. <clears throat> the first invitation didn't work, so I'll say it again. It's not a library. Come on. Invite him to come. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. We love you, God. We praise you. We thank you. We give you glory and honor. We exalt you in this place, God, in this house, Father, in Jesus' name. We worship you and we welcome you, God, and we say come and keep on coming. Come and keep on coming. Fill your temple with your presence, God, in Jesus' name. Yeah, Holy Spirit, let this be your landing pad. Huh? God, let this be your footstool. Let this be the place where you abide and you dwell. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, I think God is in love with you, and he wants to land on you. Holy Spirit wants to fall on you. Just uh, put your hand on someone near you and just tell them that they are the landing pad of the Holy Spirit. And tell them they better get ready. You better get ready. Thank you, Jesus. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, 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 ha. 
Come on. Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> Yay. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. Somebody just shout Jesus in here. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We are, we are awake. Okay. So, <clears throat> Stacy's not the only one that needs to do this supernaturally fast. I somehow have to do this supernaturally fast. But God is good. And uh, I just, I want to have a little bit of an interactive service tonight. And we're not going to just talk about building the house of God. We're going to, we're going to in, interact, we're going to engage with it, building the foundations for his house tonight. And then we're just going to end with a fire tunnel because, because it just feels right. It just feels like a good idea. <clears throat> Thank you, Jesus. And I have a feeling there's going to be some fire on the fire tunnel. If there's no fire on the fire tunnel, then it's just a tunnel. Come on. We're going to have some fire on the fire tunnel. Listen, we are in a unique moment in time. We are in a unique season. We're in a unique moment for ourselves as a house. That in the natural, we are occupying this new building, but in the spirit, we're giving being given greater opportunity and authority in building the house of the Lord. How many people know the house of the Lord isn't about a physical place? It's not about one house. That, that the, the whole capital C church is his house. It's his bride. Amen. But we are in this special moment of stepping into authority. How many people know something happens when you, when you own the land? When it's your house, you get to establish a new level of authority, and you get to dictate what happens in that place. This is a special moment in us partnering with God to see his kingdom come on earth in greater ways. Come on. That God's house is an, is an embassy. It's set from a greater realm. It's set from the heavenly realm to be on earth that heaven would infuse from his house into all the land. And that God would display his goodness in such a way through his house that the rest of the world would be drawn into gazing upon him. They would literally be made jealous for him. Not for us. It's not about how much we get that we look good. It's that he gets glorified. But he wants to disseminate his presence and his glory through his house, through his, through his embassy, and through his ambassadors. Thank you, Jesus. If you want to know what the culture of an embassy is like, you don't actually look to the culture of the land it's placed in. You look to the culture of the land that it's sent from. That in an embassy, when you, when you step into that land, you no longer are on U.S. soil. You step into the soil of whatever country that embassy belongs to. And in the house of the Lord, by his design, when you step into the house of the Lord, you step out of U.S. soil. You step out of your current circumstance. You step out of your current trials, troubles. You step in to the house, the property of heaven. By his design, you step into his atmosphere because this is his house. Someone say, this is his house. This is his house, and we are building the house of the Lord. We're going to be in Psalms 127 and Ephesians 2. Psalms 127, I've been, I've just been, God's just been having me meditate on this and, and dwell here. And it's simple yet profound, as the Word of God usually is. Simple yet profound, Psalms 127, verse 1, Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. How many people know that we're not just trying to build a house, we want to see heaven influence a city? And it doesn't just stop at influencing a city, but this is a divinely appointed city. 
It is the capital of a powerful state in this nation, of the most powerful nation on the planet. So what God does in this city is going to shake a state, and the state is going to shake a nation, and the nation is going to shake the planet for the name of Jesus because his embassy is increasing. Come on, someone say this is his house. Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. In building the house, number one, we are not the ones building it. The Lord is building it. But we do have a partnership. We do have a part to play in seeing him build his house because we are his ambassadors. The New Living Translation says it like this. I just read out of the uh, New King James. New Living, unless the Lord builds a house, the work of the builders is wasted. And the Young's Literal Translation says, in vain have its builders labored. But here's the thing. Whether the Lord is building the house, which is the way it's supposed to be, amen? Not a trick question. The Lord is supposed to be building the house, and that's the way it's supposed to be. Amen? Uh, the, the, the Lord is supposed to be building it, but whether he's building it or we are trying to build it for him out of our effort, our labor, either way, there's work being done. One set of labor, though, is blessed and the other is not. But either way, we're working. One is just working with the Lord. The other is trying to work for the Lord. If the Lord, if the Lord is not building the house, if he's not the one leading, guiding, directing, if he's not building the house, if we're not laying down our blueprint, our agenda, our ideas to his, if he's not building, then what we build even though we try to build it the best we can, make it straight and pretty, we, as we build, we turn around and all that's left is rubble. Our efforts turn to naught. The Lord's not building the house. But the flip side is, if the Lord is building the house, the, the, it doesn't matter. We give the Lord our best. How many people know he gives beauty for our ashes? That he doesn't need our perfection, he needs our surrender. If the Lord's building the house, we take our, our flimsy boards and crooked nails and we're like, God, I'm giving you the best I got, here we go. And we're just building and we look back and he's taken what we've laid and he's overlaid it with gold and marble. He's taken our, our weakness, all that we have to give, like I don't know how to do this. And he's like, I know. I know, but if you follow my direction, if you put your hands where my hands are and your feet where my feet are, I'm going to overlay your effort with gold and marble. And we build not the house of our effort, but we build the embassy of heaven, the place where his glory can dwell. Come on, thank you, Jesus. What is the part that we have to play? That we are the building, that we, we are the building that he's building. Not the, not the physical structure, that the people of God are the building that he is building. That the physical structure is a place to come to gather where his heart is fulfilled and people come into their identity, realizing that we, the people, are the house of God. Now, Ephesians chapter 2. Thank you, Jesus. Anybody in love with Jesus? <laughs> and Ephesians chapter 2, that this, that this chapter is really, uh, it's about, the Gentiles being grafted into the house of Israel. Anyone glad that we, that we got grafted in by the grace of Jesus? 
that we get the same inheritance, that we are part of the family. We get to come into the house. Now that's the context, but I, but I want us to read this because it applies here as well. Verse 19, and really we're, we're looking at 21 and 22, but starting in 19. Now, therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. I feel like there's some people in here tonight that just needed to hear that. Having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom the whole building being fitted together, grows into a holy temple in the Lord. Here it is, in whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. You also are being built together. That means you, that you're included, that you are part of the house of God. And us coming together, God begins to build the house, the embassy that he is looking for. In 1 Peter, he calls us, Peter calls us living stones. In 1 Peter 2.5, you also as living stones are being built up, a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Thank you, Jesus. I want to go back to Ephesians 2. It says that you are being built up for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. But many translations use the word habitation instead of dwelling. It's the same word, just how you choose to translate it. But I like habitation because to me it means that God doesn't just want to visit. He's not just a sojourner. He's not just coming for the weekend. He's not just going to come once a year. Listen, revival is not supposed to be a two-year thing. That God doesn't just want to come and visit. He's not checking in on a hotel on his way to somewhere else. No, he wants to come and live with his children in intimacy. He's building a habitation. Thank you, Jesus. And Peter calls us living stones. Those are the living stones that, that we are being built together for the house of God. Judges chapter 6 makes this statement, and it's, it's right, before, um, right before Gideon defeats the Midianites, it says that the Spirit of the Lord came upon Gideon. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. The Spirit of the Lord came upon Gideon, and in that moment, there was an empowerment that came upon Gideon, and he and his small army defeat the massive army of the Midianites because the Spirit of the Lord came upon him. How many people think that makes sense? God comes upon you. You can do mighty things. But the literal translation is that God clothed himself with Gideon. They, or it can be translated, God put Gideon on like a glove. <laughs> How many people think that's a different image, that God put you on like a glove and you can just destroy an army <laughs> infinitely larger than yourself because God's not just with you, he's in you. God clothed himself with Gideon and God is building a house of living stones that he wants to abide in. And listen, as a parent, one of my favorite things is that when my children come and pile up on me on the couch. Can you, anyone relate to that? The kids just come and, and lay all over me on the couch, and it's awesome. They drape themselves on me, or I'm clothed with them. Listen, that's the picture that God's creating. God's not building a building. He's building a family. And we're his children. And he doesn't, his plan isn't just to come and visit. His plan is to come and abide, to inhabit, to dwell with. 
that God, that God's house is actually God clothing himself with his children. If God put one man on like a glove, If God put one man on like a glove and then destroyed a whole army, what would it look like when God puts a whole church on like a glove? When God has a people that he can come, he feels so comfortable coming and abiding and we are so in love with him and know we've been so forgiven that we come and clothe ourselves over him. Whoa, shut up. I feel electricity going on in my body right now. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. God wants to clothe himself with living stones, not because he's weak, but because he's in love. (laughs) Listen, God God doesn't need us. He wants us. (laughs) I need to say that again for my sake. God wants to clothe himself with his living stones, not because he is weak, but because he's in love. Tonight, we have started laying a foundation. A couple weeks ago, Stacy preached and she, she used this phrase that The way that you exit one season determines how you will enter the next. I would also add to that that the way that you start one season has a lot to do with determining how you will continue in that season. And tonight, we have started laying a foundation. Thank you, Jesus. What do we want to bring to that foundation? The strength of a foundation determines the strength of the entire house. If you have a faulty foundation, your house is going to be faulty. But listen, in the same way, the type and quality of the materials used in the foundation determines the strength of the foundation. Listen, don't invest in a cheap foundation. Bring the best to the foundation because it's going to undergird everything else that's built upon it. Now, many people know Jesus Christ is the chief cornerstone. He's the best foundation there is. But we get to partner with what we bring to him. And we are bringing it. It starts tonight. There are things that he's both asking us to bring to the foundation tonight. We've already started with worship. There's things he's both asking us to bring, and there's things I believe he's asking us to lay down. Come on. Have you ever mixed cement, concrete? That what the materials you use determines the strength of what you're building. There's things that God wants us to bring, and I also believe that there's things that God wants us not to bring. He's like, yeah, don't put that in the mix. Don't put that in the mix. Leave that behind. Is anybody with me? Come on, leave that behind so that he can build the pure, true mixture of heaven. That he can build his house, his embassy, his dwelling, dwelling, his home, his couch for his living stones to clothe him on. That the radiant glory of the Lord would be released. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. We are called to lay. What are we called to lay into the foundation? There's some things and. We're going to get interactive in just a moment. So are are you ready? And then we're going to have a fire tunnel. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. 
If some things we are called to lay into the foundation, worship is one of them. And we've done that tonight, have we not? Worshiping Jesus with a whole heart. Love for the word of God. And we are doing that right now. Unpacking his word. Anybody in love with the word of God? Generosity. Generosity is important to go into the mixture. Listen, God wants to release so much of his goodness on his house. And when I say house, I mean his children. So that the rest of the world is drawn into jealousy for him. But guess what? It messes up the equation if God wants to pour out on us, but we're not willing to let it pour through us. God won't give freely where we're not willing to give generously. That just set some people free in the room right there. They're like, oh, that's what's been wrong. <laughs> Generosity. Listen to this. There's a statement that is, is this. He who has the most hope has the most influence. But it's also true, your generosity is a display of your hope. He who has the most hope has the most influence, the house of God. Someone say, this is his house. Listen, he wants to pour out his goodness so that the rest of the world, they see that the, the glory light of God shining out of this place. You know, the world, one of the, one of the things the world most clearly understands is generosity. You can't be a radiant embassy if you're stingy. And I'm not, ta and I'm not just talking about giving offerings at church. I'm talking about how we interact with the city. How we tip waitresses and waiters. How we use our words of encouragement and our kindness. How we go above and beyond to serve, to take care of, to protect, to love our generosity. We're called to be a generous people. Can I get an amen, amen. to that? Listen, we've seen more waiters and waitresses get born again because of radical generosity. Like the type of generosity that tips the scale that goes, what is wrong with you people? You just gave me a 400% tip. This does not add up. I was like, oh, I have a generous father. Do you want to meet him? Yes, I do. Listen, generosity that breaks old mindsets. The generosity from heaven breaks a spirit of poverty. Come on, anyone want to break the spirit of poverty? Anybody want to break the spirit of poverty? over a city. Come on. We want to lay a foundation. Now we're about to get interactive. We're going to do a couple of things, and then we're going to have a fire tunnel. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> Listen, the, the Bible is very clear that, that we're supposed to leave uh, parts of the field untouched so that the poor can access it to take care of the orphan and the widow, the downtrodden, those who are in a hard time, a hard moment, that we want to step in with radical generosity. I don't want to just talk about it. I want to lay a foundation right now. I want to I want to put good heavens perspective into the mixture. How many people know what you add to God's mixture he grows? Thank you Jesus. Listen, right now we're going to we're going to step into radical generosity as a house. I just I handed my wife a wad of cash before I came up here. She didn't know what I was what it was for. I said, "You'll just hold this for later." Listen, if they're right now Right now, you guys ready to get generous? <laughs> wow. <That> was <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Listen, right now, if there's any single parents in the room and you're financially responsible for children, they're in their, your home, 
or they're out, but you're financially responsible for them, I want you to stand to your feet. If there's anyone who, who it doesn't have a home right now, and I don't just mean like you're between houses. I mean, you don't have a home, a place to live. I would like you to stand to your feet. If there's anyone who doesn't know, like really, you're like, I need help to, to feed myself, my family this week. Like, I'm in that position. I want you to stand to your feet. Is, is anyone standing? There's one gentleman right there. Is any, anyone else? Listen, if we have no one in need, that's fantastic. That's not a, it's not a bad problem. Yep. Yeah. If you're standing, just put your hand up. Again, any single parents, we just want to bless your socks off. And, uh, yeah, any, uh, anyone who, you're really, you're really in a tight financial place. And again, I don't just mean like you're between, you're in a tight financial place. Just stand to your feet right now. And I just want to just shower them. I want to clothe them in blessing. There's a couple people standing, so I don't, I'm not trying to label anyone, but I want us just to move in a radical generosity. So there's a couple standing. Listen, if you got something to give, if you got, if you got cash to give, we're just going to go and stick it in their hands right now. <clears throat> Listen, if you want to write a check, if you want to write a check and just leave the name blank and just hand it to them, I'm sure they could fill in their... Their name. Listen, if you want to get their Venmo account, <clears throat> listen. Listen, God will. And uh, <clears throat> if you're standing, if you're standing and people don't realize that you're standing to receive, just put your hand up. Just put your hand up. People know. Come on. This is. Jesus, you're beautiful. Jesus, you're beautiful. You have no, there is no lack in heaven. There's no lack in heaven. There's no lack in heaven. There's no lack in heaven. Come on, get their Venmo account, cash app. <clears throat> Thank you, Jesus. How many people think this is good mixture right here? <laughs> Quality ingredients. Don't stop. Just keep going. Don't stop. <clears throat> Listen, it doesn't matter how much you have to give. It's, it's the heart. Jesus was more blessed by, by the widow with the two mites than those who gave much. Listen, he will... He will take our, our flimsy boards and crooked nails, and he will overlay it with gold and marble. It doesn't matter if you have 25 cents to give. It doesn't matter if you have a, a Starbucks card that's only half used. It doesn't matter. It's stepping into the heart of God. Why? Because this is his house. Someone say, this is his house. Someone say, this is his house. Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> anybody, anybody got room for more? A little bit more. We're going we're gonna to add some more ingredients to the foundation. Then we're going to have a fire tunnel. Listen. We love Jesus around here, and we don't know how to do short church. So if you get done before we do, you're welcome to slip out. That's all right. <clears throat> but we, we are in a divine moment of laying a beautiful foundation. Anyone with me? Along with generosity, we want to release, we want to see a foundation of miracles and faith. And healing. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. How many people believe that God is good? Thank you. Bless you. <clears throat> That's incredible. Wow. God is, 
so good. How many people know that God is good and his presence is him? His presence is him. And if his presence really truly is him, entering into the space that you are in, the room that we are in, the worship that we're creating. How many people know that Psalms tells us that he inhabits the praise of his people? That, that if God is good and his presence is him, it's impossible to have his presence come and not have good things happen. We want to release the ingredients of his miraculous love right now. You know, I love to tell people, it's not the fact that God heals people that impresses me. It's the fact that he loves people enough to heal them that impress me. Whew. It's not us that build the house, and it's not us that do the miracles. We just put our hands where he's putting his hands. We just, we just do what he do, we pr does. We pray our best prayer, <clears throat> and his presence comes. He overlays it with gold because he's good. Somebody say he's good. And listen, there is grace in the room tonight. Grace. Grace is God's operational, at, uh, operational ability at work on our behalf. God doing what we can't do in our own ability. Our ability is the crooked nail. His ability is the gold. The beautiful thing about the kingdom is we don't have to have the gold. We just bring what we have, and he brings the rest. Someone say grace. grace. There is grace in the room tonight. I believe that, that God wants to release this into the foundation, the house of Bethel, the Lord's house, the embassy. Listen, if you came with something tonight that you don't want to leave with, <clears throat> and I mean big or little, it could, be, it could be cancer, it could be tumor, it could be carpal tunnel, it could be a hangnail, it doesn't matter, a crooked tooth, it doesn't matter. <laughs> diabetes, arthritis, ringing in the ears, it doesn't matter. If you, if you have flat arches, it doesn't matter. Listen, if you came with it and you don't want to leave with it, I want you to stand to your feet tonight. Oh, come on. Because there's grace. There's grace in the embassy of heaven. There's grace in the Father's house. Someone say grace. Now, if you're not standing in just a moment, you're going to be the prayer team. But before I release you as the prayer team, you have to know the two rules for praying. Rule number one is you're not allowed to try hard. <laughs> Someone say, I can do that. <laughs> you're not allowed to try hard. Why? Because it's by grace, not our effort. It's his ability, not ours. Someone say, thank you, Jesus. And if everything I just said is true, and it is, trust me, we've seen God do hundreds of thousands of miracles. Thousands of people have metal disappear from their bodies. Not tens, thousands of people. Thousands upon thousands of deaf ears open up. Come on, because he's good. And if that is all true, then rule number two is simply this, you have to have fun. Because if it's not your effort, if it's not your ability, if it's not your goodness, it's his, then we might as well enjoy it. Come on. Anybody with me? Come on. You're not allowed to try hard, and you have to have fun. In his presence is fullness of? Come on. In his presence is the fullness of joy, and that is right hand are pleasures forevermore. We're just putting our hand where his hand already is. So listen, if you're standing for prayer, I want you to put your hand up right now. And if you not, don't have your hand up, then you're the prayer team. Now listen, there's more people with their hands up than not. <laughs> so even if you have your hand up, you're also the prayer team. You just, you just find somebody. <laughs> we already got a miracle. We already got a healing. Listen, 
already. Listen, come on. The kids aren't going to outdo us tonight. That's all I got to say. <laughs> Listen, if you got your hand up, you just find somebody else with their hand up and you pray because it's generosity. When you release heaven, heaven comes to you. You will get healed even praying for someone else. Two rules. You're not allowed to pray hard and you have to have fun. Now listen, we're going to take three minutes to do this. And if you're near someone who's praying but they don't look like they're having fun, you have my permission to pinch them and remind them they're supposed to be having fun. And I mean it. If you're next to someone who's praying and they got a sour face, they're concentrating too hard, they're doing it out of their own effort, just give them a pinch and say, hey, that guy said you have to have fun. The kingdom of heaven is not eat or drink, but is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Father, I thank you for authority, authority over arthritis in the house tonight, right now, in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for authority over that headache. It's like a gripping on the back of the head. We just break that off right now in Jesus' name. Listen, if you've been prayed for for 20 seconds, you should just check it out. <clears throat> and whatever breakthrough you're experiencing, even if it's 2%, 5%, just give God thanks for it and then pray again and see what happens. Come on, you still got a 90 seconds left, but just take a quick break, check it out, give him thanks for what he's done already, and then start praying again. <clears throat> Thank you, Jesus. Father, I thank you for authority over carpal tunnel, over blood conditions, over arthritis, over neuropathy, Father, over deviated septums, Father. I thank you for tooth pain disappearing in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for smell being restored in Jesus' name. I thank you for tinnitus breaking off in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Listen, I want you to finish the prayer. I want you to finish the prayer. With rule number two, you have to have fun. So right now, I want you to do something fun to cap off the prayer. I want you to laugh over their, their condition right now. Or, or I want you to take your finger and draw a smiley face on it. Or I want you to blow a kiss to it. Or I want you to turn them and twirl them like a dancer. Do something fun for the last 20 seconds you have. We just release freedom in the house of the Lord, in the embassy of heaven, in his presence. We release freedom and authority over carpal tunnel again in Jesus' name. Authority over flat feet in Jesus' name. Authority over flat feet in Jesus' name. Authority over flat feet in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Can I get the worship team or some of the team come back up here? Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> All right, real quick, everyone look up here. Stay standing. Everyone look up here. Everyone look up here. Everyone look up here. Stay standing. Listen, if I have your attention, I want you to yell freedom. <laughs> if I have your attention, I want you to shout joy. joy. All right, listen, if you just got prayer, I want you to check your body, but I want to remind you that even 2%, shh, even 2% is a testimony. It means God stepped into the equation, and it means the abiding is beginning. But guess what? God likes to finish what he starts. He is faithful to finish what he starts. But the only mistake we can make is that we can hold our praise back from God and go, oh, I'm not sure. It's only 2%. Listen, he inhabits our praise. If you want him to turn it up, you give him praise in thanksgiving for what he's already done, 
not what he hasn't done yet, and it will increase. Someone say increase. increase. All right, check your body. I want you to move. Listen, we prayed by faith. Check by faith. I want you to move. I want you to jump. I want you to stand on your head. I want you to do somersaults. Move your shoulder. Listen, I feel like te tooth pain, pain in the teeth, disappeared during the prayer. So however you need to check that, bite on something, just not your neighbor, <laughs> but check it out. <laughs> Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. Shh. Shh. Everyone look up here. We're almost at the fire tunnel. Shh. We're almost at the fire tunnel. Listen, look up here. How many people, listen, this is praise. This is part of laying the foundation. This is praise. When we glorify God, we give him thanks for what he's done, even if it's just the start. How many people tonight, either during worship or tonight during prayer, during communion, at any time tonight, maybe it happened when you stepped into the building or drove into the parking lot, but you feel like God brought some measure of breakthrough to your body tonight. Put your hand up real high. Elbow straight and just begin to wave like this. Just begin to wave like this. Thank you, Jesus. Look around. Come on, look around. Look around. Look around. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. We give you praise and glory and honor tonight in Jesus' name. Now listen. Listen, we're going to end. With, with this, where the fire tunnel has a wrinkle to it. And I really, I really feel strongly about this part. And we're going to have some people, listen, if you don't, if your foundation, we're talking about the house of the Lord, but he's, he's talking about living stones. Listen to me. He's talking about living stones. He's not talking about a structure, a building. He's talking about individuals. His children, the ones that he created individually, by name, knit you together in your mother's womb and has called you. Listen, you're not here tonight by accident. You're not here tonight by accident. But there's some people in the room that your foundation with God is maybe shaky. The... the the ingredients, the elements in your foundation isn't established, or maybe you've never started a foundation with God, but tonight's your night. Listen, there's things, and I mean this with my whole heart, there's things that God is saying, bring that to the foundation, and there's things that God is saying, I want you to leave that behind before you come to the foundation. Do you have three by five cards got passed out earlier. What we're going to do is before we enter the fire tunnel, there's a box up here. I want you to write on your three by five card what the Lord wants you to leave behind. What he doesn't want you to bring to the mixture. And then we're going to start the tunnel. Listen, living stones. Listen, this fire tunnel is not going to be a car wash. It's a stone wash. It's a stone wash. God is going to rinse and wash and renew and maybe turn upside down and maybe squeeze you out, shake you up. He's going to tumble, dry you, and pop you out the other end brand new. Brand new. Listen, the ushers have cards if you need them. But uh, last thing, foundation. If there, If there's people in the room tonight that you are not secure in the condition of your foundation, Jesus wants to meet you tonight. He wants to meet you tonight. Listen, he's, talk he's talking to living stones tonight. He's talking to living stones tonight. We're about to do this fire tunnel. But listen, he wants you to be brave right now and be like, there's some stuff I want to leave behind, but I need to get my foundation right with Jesus. We have a team that can pray with you. There's some people that know you need to get your foundation right. Tonight is your night. Is there anyone right now that you would be 
bold enough. Shh, stop moving around for a moment, please. Please. Can everyone just close your eyes for me? I don't normally do it like this, but there's a lot of activity going on. Just close your eyes in this place. If you say to me right now, I need to get my foundation right with Jesus, or I need to start my foundation with Jesus, I just want you to be bold and put your hand up right now. Eyes are closed throughout the room. Just put your hand up and just say, I need to get my foundation right. Thank you, sir. I see you. Get your foundation right. Come on. Put your hand up. I see you. Thank you. I see that hand, too, right in the middle. I see. Yep, I see you. Eyes closed. Come on. Yep, I see you. And you get my foundation right with the Lord. Listen, God is going to do something supernatural in us tonight. We're about to have a powerful fire tunnel, but he's going to wash some people clean. And at the end of the fire tunnel, Richie, if I can have you grab a couple of people, and at the end of the tunnel, there's going to be people who want to pray with you. If you've never invited Jesus into your heart, that's how you start your foundation. And they're going to pray with you tonight because tonight is your night. So can we get the prayer team, ministry teams all up here? You know how to do a fire tunnel. If you got kids in children's church, you can go get the kids and bring them in and bring them through the fire tunnel. Help us get a, help us get a tunnel going, Eddie. Tunnel needs two sides. So listen, we can, we can see the box here. I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray. And I'm going to release you to line up on this side before you come into the tunnel. Drop that card. No one's going to look at the card. Don't put your name on it. We'll, we'll burn those things. Fold it up. Stick it in there. God's going to take it away. And he's going to ignite you anew. Ignite you anew for the foundation, for the house of God, for what he's building. One last time tonight, say, this is his house. Come on, one last time. This is his house. One more time. This is his house. Come on, Father, I thank you for the foundation that you're laying in your presence. We give you praise. We love you. We bless you. Please come through the fire tunnel at least once, if not three times. But at any point that you need to go, we bless you to go, to be fulfilled and empowered and encountered by the presence and goodness of the Lord. We bless you tonight in Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit BethelATX.com.